Welcome to the Rabbi Greenberg Show, the podcast that brings Jewish knowledge to you. Many people wonder why there is a lack of unity. Relationships are suffering, and we have so many different books being written about how to improve our relationships. What is the problem? And many have suggested that the problem is that we are incapable of communicating. We don't know how to communicate with others. And because we can't communicate, then there's no way of relating to the other. Because the human being, actually it's interesting, the human being is called a midaber. He's not called a intellect to contrast a human being with an animal, but he's a midaber, he's a speaker, a communicator. That's what makes us uniquely human, that we have the ability to communicate. And when that breaks down and we can't communicate, it is a lack of our humanity, you could say, and therefore we can get along because there's something missing in our relationships based on our inability to connect to the other person. But if that was the reason why our relationships suffer, we have to wonder why is it that today there's much more of that, it seems, than there were in the past. In the past, people communicated much less. In the past, husbands and wives didn't communicate as much as they do today. Uh, Husbands would often go far away to earn a living. They would be away for days, weeks, and months, and sometimes even years. We didn't have all the modern methods of communication. We didn't have the telephone. We didn't have the email. We didn't have the internet. Today, we could connect with audio and visual to any person in the world, certainly with the people that are closest to us. And yet, it seems that relationships are suffering more than ever before. So I I believe that communication, or the lack thereof, is not the cause of the breakdown of relationships. It's one of the symptoms of the breakdown of relationships. We have to get to the root cause. What is it that stops us from having a good relationship? And what do we have to work on? And I believe the answer is, in order to have a good relationship with others, one has to have a good relationship with himself or herself. If we cannot relate to ourselves, if we can't communicate with ourselves, then we're not going to be capable of communicating with others. We have to learn how to express our own individuality, our own inner selves. And when we do that, then we could connect to others as well. There's a famous saying, goes back to medieval times, that words are the pen of the heart. That means if you want to communicate, it has to come from the heart. It has to come, there has to be feelings. And if we don't have feelings for yourself, then the feelings will not materialize for others. You will not be able to communicate with others because speech by itself doesn't mean anything. The speech has to come from inside. And if we can't relate to ourselves, then we're going to have a problem relating to others. Now, why can't we relate to ourselves? So, And why are relationships suffering so much in modern times? I think a partial answer to it is, especially with regard to the Jewish people, 
who have gone through so much suffering and pain throughout all of their history. They knew so much oppression, persecution, pogroms, massacres, expulsions, and culminating with the worst of all, the Holocaust. That dulls our sensitivities. We don't have the ability to express our feelings and to relate to ourselves even. Our feelings are occluded, they're covered up because of the pain that we are that we have been subjected to. But to add to that is God in his infinite kindness, because he knows how much pain we are, gives us a sedative, a tranquilizer that takes away some of the pain. But a tranquilizer is a double-edged sword. It takes away pain, but it also dulls our senses. We're desensitized. We don't feel the pain, but we also don't feel our own existence. We don't, and we certainly don't feel others' needs and others' pain because we have been tranquilized. And we have to get out of that sedated state of mind to be able to express our own feelings about ourselves. And then we could relate to others. And the problem with what people think about themselves comes in two categories. It's either someone who has a very low self-esteem, a deflated self-esteem, or someone who has a very high self-esteem, a very inflated self-esteem. And they both destroy our ability to be, to communicate with ourselves, to be, have a healthy soul. Because the person who is suffering from a very low self-esteem feels crushed and becomes depressed and really doesn't have the ability to express emotions. And if you can't express emotions, then you can't relate to others. A person who is guilty of having an inflated self-esteem will also find that he or she has the inability to emote. Why? Because they can't take criticism. And as soon as they're criticized, which is inevitable, of course, they're crushed. And sometimes they beat themselves up because they have such high expectations of themselves. And when they don't realize those high expectations, they feel devastated. They feel crushed. And that destroys their emotions. So we're living in, a, in an age when our emotions are not capable of being fully expressed because of whether it's low self-esteem or high self-esteem. You know, Passover is the holiday of liberation, the exodus from Egypt. The Arizal, the great Kabbalist, said that the word Pesach is actually a composite of two words. Pesach. Pe means a mouth or speech. Sach speaks, the mouth that speaks. And that the exodus from Egypt was also the liberation of the power of speech. What exactly is he saying? At least the simple understanding of what he's saying, I believe, is that when we talk about liberation, what does liberation mean? Liberation means before you had no identity, you were a slave. A slave has no identity. A slave is just property of the master. When you become free, you're now an independent human being. You're, you were, you're a person. Before you were just an extension of the master. That is synonymous with speaking, with true speech, the ability to speak, to communicate. When you become a free person, when you have an identity, when you have a spiritual identity in particular, you are able to communicate. 
So communication is not the problem. Communication is the effect of a lack of self, having a self-awareness of who we really are. When you become aware of yourself and you can relate to yourself, you're able to communicate as well. Judaism, Torah, is about three different things. Maharal, one of the great Jewish leaders and Kabbalists of the 16th century, explained that there are three different areas we have to work on. We have to work on perfecting ourselves vis-a-vis ourselves. We have to perfect our relationship with God and our relationship with others. And he interpreted this and applied this to the teaching and ethics of the fathers, which says that the world stands on three things, Torah, teachings of Torah, avoda, which is translated as service, which refers to prayer specifically, and gemilut chasadim, acts of loving kindness. It says all these three tackle and deal with three of the areas that I mentioned before. Torah edifies us. Torah makes us whole vis-a-vis ourselves, that we have a complete life. We're, we're just happy with life happy with our existence, happy with our station in life. Torah is what refines us and edifies us and enhances our own existence. But then prayer is what cultivates our relationship with God. During prayer, we feel God's presence in our lives, develop a feeling of love for God, being in awe of God. And acts of loving kindness, obviously, governs our relationship with others, how to have a perfect or ideal relationship with others by doing acts of loving kindness. All these three are intertwined. If a person doesn't have a good relationship with others, then that's lacking in his relationship with God as well. Because it's a famous Hasidic maxim that God loves those who love his creatures, his creations. So when we love God's creations, that's an indirect way of loving God. But also, if we don't love ourselves, if we don't have a healthy self-awareness, then we can't relate to others either. We can't extend our uh, our lives to others because we're so much caught up in our own cocoon because and our own cocoon is a prison our emotions are in prison so when we have a self healthy self-respect a self-awareness then that enables us to connect to others as well that enables us to have a relationship with god and a relationship with others once a hasidic master once explained but the commandment in the Torah that says, love your fellow as yourself. What is the Torah trying to tell us? To love others? He said, no. That's the effect. The Torah is trying to tell you, love yourself. Have an appreciation of your uniqueness. That you are special. And that God loves you. And when you love yourself you will love others as well. If you can't love yourself, then you can't love others, he said. This is 
the important mission in, for us in our generation to develop good relationships, we have to have an appreciation for who we are. Our sages tell us in, in the Mishnah, every person has to say, the world was created because of me, for me. That means I am unique in this world. It's not arrogance. It's not ego-driven. It means that you understand why God created you, that you have a mission in this world. You have a purpose. And if you were not here, God's purpose with creation would be lacking. You make God's purpose complete. Hillel, the famous sage, says, if I'm not for myself, who is for me? And that's followed by, and if I'm only for myself, then what is, what's my purpose? In other words, before you can take upon yourself the responsibility of relating to others, you have to be able to relate to yourself. You have to know your own uniqueness. And we take this saying that I mentioned before, that everyone has to say, the world was created because of me. In Hasidic thought, it takes this a step further. The word in Hebrew for world is olam, which comes from a root that means helem, concealed. That God created a world deliberately in a way that his presence is concealed, good is sometimes concealed, and what do we see openly? Openly we see negativity, we see hatred, we see avarice, we see greed, we see all the vices that exist and abound. But the good things, the true things, the divine things are covered up. That's what world means, that's what Ola means. And if, therefore, everyone has to say, why did God create a deficient world, a concealed world, a world in which the good is hidden because of me, because he wants me to reverse that, to change that. He wants me to make the world a better place. When a person recognizes that very mission that was entrusted, that we were entrusted with, that we are here to remove the concealment of the world, that's what will give us a sense of self-worth. That's what will allow, enable us to have a relationship with ourselves, and then we can extend that relationship to others. Thanks for listening to The Rabbi Greenberg Show.